Y'all, what's up? Welcome to the Boss Podcast, where we're big on saving souls, man. Here we go again, another episode. It's Pink Fool, and my boy Timmy B. What's up, what's up man? You good? Got a new setup? Oh, yeah. New setup, new headphones. Just to make Tim comfortable. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, I hope that y'all like our little, it's, this is just a little mock-up. We're, we're working on some things, making some changes, and so um, I hope that... Uh, it's pleasing to your eye and to your ears. <laughs> Hope you guys have been enjoying it. Hey, first of all, we want to say uh, thank you to our our followers, our subscribers. Um, thanks for, uh, man, honestly, I don't know, Tim, but it's been better than we thought. We thought no one was going to listen but our wives. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I just feel thankful that people are listening to it, and it's edifying to them and edifying to us. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of feedback, a lot of testimonies. Um Man, it's been awesome to me. I've been like, damn, it's dope. And so um, God called us to do it, and he's going to get us through it. And uh, so as you go in the next few weeks, you'll see some changes. We're trying to make, um, just to make things a little better. Um, you know, God takes us from glory to glory, right? There we go. But today we got a hot one, man. Today's going to be hot, hot off the press, <laughs> off the out the oven. Um, but we brought, we got someone special um, that who's not a guest to us because uh, – it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have this because this is her house too. <laughs> and so we have my wife here. Uh, everyone say what's up to my wife, Brittany, uh, here doing the podcast with us. Come on, give it the, the clapping hands. Give the clapping hands. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> <Once again. laughs> hey, we just wanted to try that real quick. Um, but yeah, so i uh, got my wife here with us to shoot this, this episode. And uh, are you excited? I'm excited. We can't do that. <laughs> 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 <Sound> excited. <laughs> it's nerve-wracking just because, you know, I'm normally back there watching and I can laugh at you, but now everyone can laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Gabby's next. <laughs> <laughs> Episode nine. We got a special appearance. Don't worry. We can all be boring together. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but we're excited. Thanks for, for joining us on this one. Uh, like I said, this one is hot. Um, fresh out the oven, um, but it's something that I think the not only as us as boss need to talk about, but I think the church kind of shies away from it. But I think it's something that we need to talk about, and that is um, the topic for today is homosexuality. Yes, we're going there. How you guys feel? Um, I want to come across as loving. And I want to be gentle about the conversation, but also be upfront and kind of draw the line where the line needs to be drawn. So, but I want to do that in love. That's all, that's all of our hearts to today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people um, are maybe confused on the topic just because it's so prevalent today and no one wants to talk about it. So I think it's great that you guys want to talk about it and if there's someone that's like on the line and just trying to figure out if it's right or wrong, hopefully this will shed some light on that. Yeah. And so this has been on my heart for a while. <coughs> I've been wanting to talk about this. Um, and then we watch, I wanted to talk about this when Disney first came out with um, their first movie showing it. Um, I think it was <coughs> Buzz Light. Was it Buzz Lightyear or something? The new movie that they, the newest one they had yeah. where it's uh, two ladies getting married, kissing, and then raising a kid. And <clears throat> for me, as, as a little son that I have, I, I want to protect and guide. What do they say in that old song? Be careful, little, little eyes, what, what you what see. You yeah. 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 Eyes, you ever heard that, Tim? No. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> 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 okay. e- even with Disney, though, like, I'm a little, 
tuned out from Disney. Last Disney movie I watched was Coco. So, but I, I have been hearing like it, it, it's been in the news. Did you watch Moana? Yeah, I watched Moana. Oh, yeah, you better yeah. watch Moana. <laughs> <laughs> he said the last movie he watched was Coco of Disney. That's a long time. Is it? Yeah, yeah it that's is. like There's two years ago, three movies. years ago. No, I don't. I don't have any kids around me. Yeah. When Zamira's around we, me, we watch uh, the Avatar. The Last Airbender. Oh, Avatar, dope, yeah. <laughs> but Coco, that is a long time. I'm kind of like you. I didn't like. I wasn't like a Disney guy until I got married to Brittany, and her family like has Mickey shoes and <laughs> Mickey ears, <laughs> Mickey, ears. <laughs> <Walk around>. Mickey <laughs> Adidas, <laughs> like all these Mickey stuff. And so, <laughs> you have Mickey shorts, Mickey shirts when we go. So, yeah, but not. That's when we go there, not <laughs> on a regular day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but that I didn't get into it until I got married, and not that I I didn't like Disney. I love Disney, but we just didn't go often in my family. So when this whole Disney thing came up and then a documentary, we're going to do the shameless plug to what is a woman, Matt Walsh. I watched it. I paid for the Daily Wire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I paid for the Daily Wire and we watched it. And it, it, it's really funny, but it's so like real and it's so raw. And so I know Tim didn't get to watch it, but uh, Brittany watched it. And so watched it together and he went around asking um, the LGBTQ community in America what is a woman. And that's what he was just trying to get a simple definition. No one in America could answer it. He went to Africa, and he goes and asks them, and they're like, that's the dumbest question you ever asked us, right? And then they start. he started explaining, like, what if a guy wants to be a lady? And they're like, that, why, would, why would you want to do that? Like, that's crazy, right? And so he goes through all these things and no one could give him an exact answer. And so for me, I thought, man, this is a topic I think we need to talk about. But one thing he doesn't do is he doesn't bring in the biblical side of it. And he's a he's a believer is what they say. Yeah. So I want to bring the biblical side into it and talk about it today. And like like Tim said, I want to be tender. I want to be loving and gentle about um, this topic because it is a, a tough t- topic. Most people don't want to talk about this. Most, as myself, most pastors don't want to talk about it. Now, I did a whole series last year, and I talked about it from the pulpit, but most churches don't do that. Hmm. And I, and today I want to want to open it up. So um, this whole thing, first of all, is I want to ask this question. Where do you think this idea has come from? The idea of homosexuality or, or women with women, men with men, men trying to be women, women trying to be men. Where do we think this idea, What what is the root of it? <coughs> I wish I had that thing here. I would have been like. The crickets? Yeah. The crickets. <laughs> um, I think there's many roots of it, but I mean, the root of, I mean, do you want to go back to the garden? <laughs> like of yeah. sin? But, I mean, the first we hear about it is in Genesis, right? Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the root of it is just se- sexual immorality. And th- how does that come about? Like, um, I think it could be sexual trauma. It could be the way you're raised, the environment. I think there's a lots of roots that affect the way that people perceive their sexuality. Um, but... Yeah, that's pretty much my answer. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
I believe it's the devil like trying to whisper and say, hey, this is who you are. This is how you were created when we know that that's not how God created us. You know, like the enemy trying to tell us that. I mean, isn't that the root of it? Right? Like yeah, I don't I don't think the root because some would say that they were born this way. Mm. And I think that's a lie from the enemy. I think mm-hmm. uh, the world perverts and the world um, and our environments around us, that's what puts us in a certain direction. It's not it's not God. God we're created in God's image. Yes. And God's image is pure and holy and that's why Jesus tells us to be like children mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are that replicate God. Yeah, and even I sent you that um your favorite podcast you like to listen to um where the guy says um what did he say? He said or they asked him if you're made in God's image can God does God create homosexuals? Right? Is that the the one I Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That was, that's your favorite podcast, bro. <laughs> one of them besides Boss. Yeah. <laughs> but when when I sent you that, that threw me off because he said yes. But what did I respond with right away? That I don't agree with yeah, that, yeah. that, that we're created agree. in the image of God. Yeah, Tim doesn't agree with that. I'm not saying yeah. And we don't agree with everything he says. We I love the podcast. I love watching it. I think his content is great. But when he said that, he said that God, the, the, the guy asked him, does God, if you're made in his image, can God create homosexuals? And the answer that the guy said, who's a believer, said yes. And I disagree with that because, like you said, if we're if we're made in His image and likeness, then we are created just like Him, right? Mm-hmm. In His Word, we're going to get to where He says homosexuality is a sin. So if you're created in His image and in Him is no sin, He knew no sin, He did no sin, right? And we're made in that image, then it He that means you're pure in everything that you were made of, right? But the, the root of it to me is it comes down where homosexuality is, is we don't know who we are. It, it, the, the world today does not know who you are in Christ. Hmm. And when you don't know who you are and whose you are in Christ, the enemy has a louder voice. Not saying you don't hear from God. I'm just saying the enemy has a louder voice in your life. And the louder voice will steer you a different direction. And so to me, I think that's where it falls down to is is identity. Like we don't know who we are. And I'm not saying like, like it comes a lot of things. There's a lot of things that have happened is like church hurt could have happened that caused that. Sexual hurt could have happened and it caused that. Um, Your parents not being in the home can cause that. It can cause all these things to make you feel as if you don't know who God created you to be. And when you don't know who God created you to be, therefore you start questioning everything that you are. And then like today's society, the school and Disney has a voice now and and an agenda that they're trying to push onto our children. Yeah. And then it confuses them. And God's not the author of confusion, right? And so to me, it all comes down to do we know who we are in Christ? And that's everyone. That's even us as who aren't uh, part of that LGBTQ community, right? There's some of us that we don't even know who we are as far as the our insecurities, the fullness of God and who God has created us to be. Yeah. 
And I think that's the root of all all sin. The only I think the only reason we're highlighting the LGBTQ community is because it's such a hot topic right now. That's um, especially because we live in California. California is the most progressive state out there. That's really pushing these. Um, my wife works in in a school, so she experiences the the political side of pushing this upon the kids and um, what that looks like being in a school setting and she's taught first grade and now she's going to be teaching kindergarten so it's something that that has definitely changed since I've been in school but um, and it's progressively getting to a point where I think that it's going to get to a point where they're pushing it too hard upon the kids, where it's going to actually be affecting them and the way they think about themselves. And the school is going to be doing that, not not their their people at home or anything. It's going to be the school that's kind of pushing these things forward. Yeah. Do you have anything? Well, I it's so important on what these kids are. Because your wife said it yesterday. She said that, can I say, can I share it, Gabby? she said that she was addressing them as boys and girls, but someone had told her, you know, what about the other ones that don't want to be called a boy or a girl? But she was talking to what age group? First graders? Yeah. Very small, little kids. And that is putting confusion in them, and I think that's where Waifu brought up the Disney thing, and it's not just Disney, it's... um, Netflix has shows now. My son watches this dinosaur show, and now there's an episode in it that has lesbians on there. And it's it's slowly implementing in all areas, and our little kids are seeing it as a cute cartoon, right? Yeah. And then they start seeing it in schools where, like, we're addressing them as first graders. Oh, if you want to be this way or if you feel like you're this way. So then kids are going to start to be thinking, like, oh, am I a boy or am I a girl, right? And it's going to confuse them when, like what Matt Walsh is saying is, what is the truth? We were born either male or female. Yeah. That's the truth. And so I think we can get confused. Our kids can get confused very easily if we're not clear. And if we start trying to implement this in all areas, this is a dangerous zone right now for our kiddos and you know something I wanted to say was I don't know that necessarily it always has to come down to trauma in your life to feel that way yeah I know as a teenager thoughts came to me and I was a preacher's daughter and it was like oh you like girls I like I would hear those thoughts and I'd be like no I I know that I am a child of God I know who God created to me to be but I was raised in the church, so I knew the word of God. I knew who God made me to be. So those thoughts, I instantly was like, no, I, I will not listen to that. And I do believe it all comes down to the enemy trying to push you not to know who you are in Christ. Because that is his whole goal. He doesn't want you to be successful. He doesn't want you to know who you are in God. Because yeah. if we have the same power that raised, raised Jesus from the dead but we're not active in who God made us, how could we ever make a difference if we're so, if if we're confused, even down to just gender? Yeah. That's going to disrupt everything in our life. Yeah, you when, know? You, when you talk about gender in Genesis 1, this is where people, they don't, 
like they don't take this part and read it like dissect it. It says it in Genesis 1, 26. Let's go 27. <clears throat> so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. That was it. There was just two things, male and female. I went to the doctors not so long ago, and then they gave me the a sheet, and they were like, sex, male, female, other, something, something. I'm like, bro, <laughs> like just, just a whole page of this thing now. Like, And it, it reminded me of even with kids in Oregon, they have a, they have a school that had to put a litter box, a cat litter box, literally, because the kid said, I'm going to be, yeah, I want to be identified as a cat. Yeah. Right? And so they're, they, and even they say you have to like meow at me and tell me all these things. And the school had to go and get a litter box so for this kid to go use the bathroom. Like, yeah. it, that's where it came down to, do you know who you are? I had to tell my son that the other day. He was like, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> I was like, no, you're brave. But it's cool. Like, I know it's cool to have fun. Do Spider-Man, right? I was like, you're brave, but you're going to pretend to be like the Spider-Man guy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm brave, but I want to be like the Spider-Man guy. Right? And he's like, psh, 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 like doing all these things. But I had to make sure he knows, no, you're brave. We tell him all the time, you're a boy. He always said, now when people say something like, oh, stop being a crybaby. I'm not a crybaby. I'm a boy. Right? He says all these things <laughs> all the time. And so I think for us, like it just says it's simple, male and female. He created them. Right? And then and he even says, then God said, bless them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Rain over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. But it, basically, he's saying, you're created in my image. In the image of God, he created you, male and female. Mm -hmm. And that's the part where just in that, where there's a lot of different things nowadays. There's, you know, like I said, them. What do they call those? Pronouns? Yeah, different pronouns. Yeah, you have to have, like, different pronouns and, and, like, don't address them as, don't say, hey, boys and girls. Like, you might be um, offending someone because they're not considering self, themselves boys or girls, right? Yeah. And I think that agenda is what the, the government or the school is pushing so hard and the church isn't standing up. Yeah. Right? And I think that's a big thing because we, we all know that sin comes from the root of all sin is like the lack of identity, lack of knowing God, uh, lack of having a relationship with God. So sexual immorality, whatever, whatever the sin may be, comes from lack of knowing who God is. Mm -hmm. But the reason we're highlighting this, this certain community and this, um, this topic is because they've kind of gotten a bad rap with the church. I, I feel like from the times Especially that I've known, yeah, yeah there, there's been a lot of uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it hate, but it would be, I think, strong dislike. Yeah, strong dislike from the church and the way they address them, and the way that they accept them into church. I think has kind of, if you guys wouldn't mind talking about that, being pastors, how do you go about loving someone that is, you know, identifies not as male or female or um, LGBT or any other. Well, like for me, like, first of all, like we have to address this, that like I know as a pastor, it is a sin as a believer. The Bible says in Leviticus, right? It says one, that's just one of many. Do not practice homosexuality. 
having sex with another man as with a woman, it is a detestable sin, right? So first of all, you have to know that's a sin. Sec for us, is the, the question you're, you asked, as the church, do I think we've done a great job um, loving or showing the love of God to that community? No, I don't. I absolutely don't think we, we have. Um, for me, I, I'm very careful of, of um, how we approach certain people who, who are in that community um, that come to our church. But I always, always, even my leaders who are here would say, I always say, love them. You love them no matter what. Now, even the scripture, you, you, the thing you sent me today, right? Yeah. God loves the LGBTQ people, right? Yeah. He absolutely does. Amen. He loves you. He loves you whether you're you're gay, whether you're lesbian, whether you're confused in, in who you want to be, whether you're, you know, drunk right now, no matter what you are, yeah. God still loves you. You're still created in the image of God and he loves you, but the sin he doesn't love. Yeah. And that's the part where I think the church sometimes is we get too judgmental because we see the sin and not the person. Yeah. And that's what we need to see is the person. And when you see the person and you see them the way God sees them, you have, you're compassionate, you're loving, you're kind, you, um, you love on them. Now, even for me as a pastor, some people may not agree. We have people who are of that community that, that have come to our church that we have several of them, a couple of them in our, in our church now. People, I, I had a pastor ask me this before. Would you let them serve and volunteer? And I said, yes, Absolutely. And they're like, why? Why would you do that? And I'm saying, why wouldn't I? If you're, I'm not saying you're going to preach from a pulpit or sing and on the, you know, hold a mic, but I can let you serve on the team. You can greet somebody. Well, honestly, sometimes to me, some of the nicest people are uh, from that community. Yeah. Like there, some of them are more nicer than us Christians because our Christians are so judgmental. Yeah. And so when I told him, I said, absolutely. He was like, why would you do that? And instantly I was like, because that's what God would do was invite them in the house. Where other place would they feel, see, know, hear God than the church? Yeah. And it's like so many people that are serving on teams and even some that have a mic, mm. they deal with certain issues. It may not be that that sin, but they're dealing with something. Mm -hmm. And we pray, we hope we build up good leaders that are able to be vulnerable, able to be able to confess to them when they're in a struggle, but I think it's good that you give them that opportunity to serve because it's the same as someone who's dealing with lust in their heart after yeah. women, a male that's lusting after women. It's the same thing. Yeah, and, like, that's good. Sin is sin. Mm -hmm. Like, just because, and that's the thing, like, I love that Tim addressed that because there's some people who you let serve on your team that smoke weed, but it's, oh, it's not homosexuality, but it's sin. Sin is sin. So it doesn't matter. It's the same playing field. But allow people to come in there and let them feel like they have ownership. Like they can, this is my place where I can come and feel safe, right? They always say the church is the hospital for the hurting. Yeah. Well, why are we kicking people out who are bleeding? Well, can we be open and vulnerable? I've been on lead teams where I've been sinning and I've had to address, you know, the pastor and be like, hey, I've you know, I'm in this position. And that, that's, that goes back to that topic of church hurt. I was able to process through it rather than hurt and get away from the church. I was actually be able to get counseling, walk through, through what, what, my, what my sin was, and eventually overcome that. Yeah. 
So we're not even given that opportunity. No, you can't serve. You can't be a part of the church until you get right. Then you can come back until you stop, you know, doing A or B. Yeah. Get right and come back when that's never what the church was about. Mm-hmm. The yeah. church was to be a place, like you said, for, for people that are sick. Yeah. It, it makes me just think a lot about church people who are watching this. Like, evaluate yourself and ask yourself, like, do you see that person before you see their sin? Because, like, when they are walking in the door, so many of this community are hurt from the church. Yeah. And they're hurt through Facebook, social media, like, all different areas, not just the church itself, but, like, outside of the church. How are you treating them in public? How are, you know, are you staring them down at the grocery store? Like, I can, I sometimes will watch people watch them, and I'm like, wow, you're like, you have judgment all over your face, and no wonder they're hurt, no wonder they don't want to come in the church doors, and that is the whole point of the church, like you said, where the church is there to heal the brokenhearted, right, yes. like, that's what God wants to do, and so I do want to just say sorry to anyone watching that may have been hurt from the church, you were hurt by people, not Jesus, I believe that Jesus has open arms and wants to love on you no matter what sin you're carrying. And he doesn't say come complete like you've changed your life before you can come in to church, right? He wants you to come as you are and he'll work on those things. And come come as you are and start having a relationship with Jesus because as you have a relationship with Jesus, you'll begin to, he will speak in your life on what is wrong and what is not. Sometimes it's hard to hear that from man, but if you come in to church, God will work on your heart, even if you had questions. But I'm sorry to those people that feel like they can't come into church because of what sin or baggage they have on them. And it's sad because theirs is more noticeable, right? Whereas so many Christians are walking through doors and living in a ton of sin, whether it's bitterness and unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, God says, like, I literally can't forgive you if you can't forgive. But we exalt this sin as it's, like, the highest. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah, and I think for this community, like, just like Brittany said, I think for us as a church, we should apologize for the way we've handled that community. Now, like I said, it is a sin if you can find that scripture in Romans where it talks about that that you just shared with us because it, it is a sin and most people will. And uh, and I'm, I'm going to say this real blunt and be bold about it, and, and but in the most loving way. I have someone in that community who's very close to me, right? And I talk to them almost every day. Um, yeah. I love him. I, I He's part of my family. Like he is my family and I love him like no other. But I've shared with him like it's wrong. Uh, and, and the crazy thing is, is he shared this with me, and I'll never forget. He says, most of the time we know it's wrong, and we will say you hate us and you judge us no matter how much you love us. Mm. So it, it goes both ways as well, is that community also needs to open up and be loving towards us. Let their guards down. Let their guards mm-hmm. down. Like, don't, just because the last church hurt you doesn't mean every church is going to hurt you. That's right. yeah. Just because the last pastor hurt you doesn't mean the the next pastor is going to hurt you, right? And so d- it's it's for even for people who've been church hurt, like when we did our church hurt thing, um, people who've been hurt, put your guard down. Let, let, let And the Bible talks about cast your cares upon him, right? So if you're feeling like you're going to walk into a place and feel judged, well, lay that at his feet and give it to him and say, hey, 
I, I'm, I'm a little scared, Lord, that I'm going into this, this uh, church and I'm not sure if I'm going to be judged, but I'm laying this at your feet, right? And so for us as the church, we have to be more loving, but speak the truth, man. Speak the truth in love. And, and I've did that before. I did it, what, last November. I preached a series about sex and, sexual, home, uh, sex and sexuality, and it was tough, but you got to do it, like, smart. Like, be creative in how to do it. We did mm-hmm. it where we called it Bring It to the Table. We had Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Uh, lunch and I sat everybody at tables and I sat down and I com- had a conversation just like this. Right. And I talked about that because one, it's like, if you're mad, you're going to choke. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, like you're going to choke on that. No, I'm just kidding. But when they're eating, it just made it more like it just kind of like put the guard down. And I, and I had people I have. Oh, that's actually probably the, the first service that I had the most in that community show up. Yeah. And I was literally, when I got up, I was like, dang, Lord, you really going to bring out the, like a whole bunch of them. <laughs> but after they were like, hey, man, that was that was really loving. I appreciate you. I thank you for that. Did they come back? Some did, some didn't. Yeah. But at least I planted the seed to let them think about God's word. And so did you find the scripture? Yeah. <clears throat> and this is talking about God's wrath on unrighteousness. Um, but it goes in on in Romans 1, 26. It says, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due or deserved. Mm. So, I mean, it's literally talking about if a man is with a man or a woman is with a woman, it is against God's nature and how he created us. That's deep. Yeah. And if you're, if you're part of this community and you can say in your heart that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I believe that it's time to co- count the cost of what it means to be a disciple. As for me, like I had my own struggles. I had to let go of marijuana, drugs, alcohol, um, my own sexual lust, my own sexual desires of wanting to be with a bunch of other women rather than the one that God had for me. And you have to count the cost. You got to be willing to set those things aside and be able to, um, we were reading in Luke today and at church and it was talking about counting the cost of what it means to be a disciple in the same way. Those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be willing to lay that down. Whether you have believed the lie that God created me this way, because that is a lie. That's, that's the line that we're drawing today that God has so much more for you outside of that. There's something something more fruitful. I know it may be hard to see it now, but God has something some more fruitful outside of that lie. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's good, too. Like, <clears throat> I could see your heart behind it all, and even um, just, just feeling it. I hope people feel our heart behind this as they watch this, because um, it, it just like we, we shared, it, it's wrong biblically, right? Yeah. And so that's why for us, like for me, I'm, I'm guarded with my son as far as what he watches. I should be more guarded, like, of course, because there's things that pop up all the time now, right? On YouTube, on anywhere, uh, Netflix, Disney, you have to be careful of what you watch. But also pray over your kids, man, and pray that they know who they are. I did that today at church. I just I felt led to pray over all the students who are going into to school because 
I mean, even school shootings, stuff like that, protection over our kids, um, protection over their ears and their eyes, over the things that maybe certain school districts are trying to push. Like for Fresno and Clovis, it's totally different. Yeah. Like big it's, time. it's big time difference. Fresno just like, yeah, whatever. Clovis is like, nope. It, to me, I'm like, I'm going to Clovis. Like, that's where I'm going to send my kid. It's not Clovis West because their basketball team is <laughs> not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Dino here. <laughs> but, uh, like, I, I feel like, for me, if they're pushing this agenda so so much, when is the church going to say enough is enough? Mm. When are we going to stand up and say our side to where, hey, you who are gay or lesbian or, uh, you know, what is it they call it now? Trans. Gender. Yeah, transgender. Whatever you are that you feel, you're, you're more than welcome to come into the house of God. But you're going to hear the truth. Yeah, we're not going to shy away from yeah. I'm not gonna preaching the gospel. Yeah, I'm not going to tippy-toe around you and just, oh, yeah, let's see if this is until you feel. And then, But it's, it's because we don't tippy-toe or we try not to tippy-toe around anything else. Absolutely. Like, why? We, we shouldn't cater to them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everything we, we talk about, the first um, acts of the flesh that's described in Galatians 6 is sexual morality. That's everything. All, all across the board, it labels just sexual morality whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So we can't tippy-toe around that. Why would we tippy-toe around something that, like the LGBTQ yeah. community? Yeah, and I think that's right. Like, as far as scriptures, even this other scripture that came up, Romans 838, um, it says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that is exactly true. Yeah, There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. But there's also more that you have to get in the word about to know what's right and what's wrong, mm-hmm. right? Just like when we talked about sex, like it, you just automatically know, like growing up, our parents didn't give us a talk. You just knew that that's not what we do, right? And it's it should have been the same with male and female or male and male, female and female, but we go out and explore and all these things happen. And I feel like when it comes to the church, we just don't talk about it enough. And so, like, I didn't even want this to be a long episode or anything. I just want them to simply know, like, for us as Boss Podcast, even myself, if you go to my church, most people already know, like, it is a sin. Yeah. But I can tell you this. I I will love you. I will care for you. I'll be there for you. Um, I'm I'm in here to listen. We're always there with an outreached hand to help you through the process. Now, when we talk to you and it happens, like, is it going to change overnight? Like, probably not. It might take some steps. Some people are married. Yeah. Like in cause California, you can do that, right? California, you can get married because not every state will allow same sex marriage. Yeah, I believe so in California. Yeah. And so here, like some people are married. Right. And there's a process that you're going to have to go through by saying, hey, man, we're going to have you might have to separate if you want to do, like you said, count the costs to be discipled. Yeah. And so I think that. For us, like we need to make it clear that it is a sin biblically. There's even there's a lot more scriptures that we didn't even yeah. like, dive into about it, and, but it's something that needs to be talked about, needs to be said, needs to be heard from a, a loving side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, I think it's it's the same process that we all went through. It's not like I, I received Jesus and I automatically became you know the perfect christian and i walked in love and i walked in faith mm-hmm. um no it was a process of sanctification i'm still going through that process 
Um, but it has to be addressed. We drew the line. It is a sin. But at the same time, like, I want to, I, I just, I just hope people are hearing our heart that we love the person. We love you. Uh, I, I apologize if the church has hurt you in the past. I apologize if um, you feel like it's hurt that where you're, you're turned off by the church that you can't even enter a church because you know how they'll look at you. Yeah. Um, but there's plenty of churches out there that are, I believe are doing it right. Um, that are loving, that are willing to accept and walk with people through that process of sanctification, that process of, Hey, let's turn, let's turn our lives around. Let's, let's see what God says in his word about it. And let's live that truth out because the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. That's good. Any last words? Um, just when you said um, nothing can separate us from God's love, that's absolutely true. But something to also say to that is there is something that can separate us from eternal life with him. And that is we cannot, if anyone's dealing with any unforgiveness, bitterness, you know, um, hatred towards another person, there is that has to be at some point we have to ask for forgiveness and and let that go and not continue to live in that way. So, yes, nothing can separate us from God. God will always love us as a child of God. But our eternal life, that is a whole different story, you know. And so I encourage someone who is on the fence or has had that check in their heart to seek God and really um, ask for his guidance on what next steps are because God, we want to see our brothers and sisters in Christ in heaven, right? We want to see our friends and our family, but eternal life is a serious thing. And, and I think that we have to think eternally, you know, and not just think, Oh, we can live this way and God will still love us. No, there are going to be consequences one day Mm -hmm. if we choose to stay in that and then that goes with any sin yeah god is asking us to let some stuff go you know yeah yeah i think you know like for every everyone who's watching um you know like we said before we've apologized several times like we're sorry if you've been hurt by the church um god loves you god cares for you we should be the hands and feet of jesus mm-hmm. we should be representing god in the in the best way possible um, but we also need to not shy away as a church and, and not talk about these things. We need to talk about it. Yeah. We need to tell them, the, tell them the truth, but in love, because some of us are good at telling the truth, but we don't do it in love. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think that's another thing for us is we got to, we have to do it in love. And, and love is, love is, the Bible talks clearly about love. You can speak in tongues, you can cast out demons, but if you don't love, you ain't doing nothing but a clanging symbol, you know? Yeah, I think you talked about this in our own private conversations, but there's something about, like, all of us just want to get our point across. You just want to address that person, hey, you're living in sin, mm. and this and that. Either you repent and turn away, or you're going to hell kind of thing. But rather, like, there's no patience in waiting on the right moment. There's no prayer or preparation beforehand yeah. of, like, getting in the Word of God. Imagine if you could change someone's life without ever even addressing them. You just prayed for them. Mm. You just prayed about the situation, and God did something rather than you just walking up and just, hey, yeah. you're in sin mm. kind of thing. 
There's, I think that's, as a church, we should be praying for that community and to see deliverance, to see freedom, to experience a, a true, authentic type of love. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Because true, some of us are like, what's up, you heathen? <laughs> 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 what's up, you old sinner? No, I'm playing. But I think it's true. Like, we got to love on people. We got to mm-hmm. tell them the truth. Um, but also to that community, allow your guards down. Like, yeah. uh, put your guards down, man. Like, it, not everything is is being thrown at you maybe and even for the church it's not maybe they're not throwing themselves at you maybe it's just for us to come together at a table talk and have those conversations there's people in our church that we know they're probably going to talk to us and they're gonna but hey we're always here even if you stop coming to the church man i'm still gonna love you mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me like it's not about gaining members in the church i say this all the time and we'll close here that i hate that churches are full of breath, but aren't full of life. Mm. Meaning there's a lot of people in there, but a lot of people just sitting in there full of breath. Hot breath. <laughs> no, a bunch of hot air yeah, in there. Hot air. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you come to a place that's full of life. And what does that mean? Life means there's growth, mm. there's change, there's um, evolving happening, right? There's glory to glory to glory from faith to faith. Like everything for us, we have to grow. As pastors, we have things we have to work at. Mm -hmm. And that's not saying as uh, the LGBTQ community, there's nothing for you to work. Do we all work on each other, Mm -hmm. Uh, work on our things that we have with ourselves? But let's do it together as a community and allow our guards down. So, um, you know, I I hope that this was helpful to people who are here. We just wanted to get it across. Like, it is a sin, biblically, um, but the church has done a horrible job to me loving on that community but also there's some churches that have done great jobs i'm not saying every church has done bad yeah there's some churches that have done great things but Mm -hmm. especially in fresno right now it is hot this is like a hot topic that it's a little like not stressful to talk about but it's like man i don't want to i don't want people to feel like we're we hate them i don't want to make people feel like we don't love them no i want you to know we love you we love you we love you like that's all i can express that we love you and we hope to share um, our love with you. Um, and if you don't have a home church that's going to love you, you're always more than welcome if you're in Fresno to join us. Join Tim's church as well. Um, he goes to a different church. We pastor a church. And so yeah. um, the, hit us up, man. We'll give you churches to go to to feel like you could still worship and love God. But also, you're going to hear the truth. You yeah. Know, it's just that's part of the, the everyone hears the truth. I feel like I step on my own toes every week. And I'm yeah. like, dang, I don't want to preach this. But God does that. And so um, anyone else have anything? Do you have anything you want to share before we go? Mm. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the last time. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tim? You good? Or? Yeah, I think uh, as long uh, I, th- I think we, 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 the way we expressed ourselves, I think we got a- across that, you know, that we do love, we love people. And that, that's, that's what I want to get across mainly is that there's no type of judgment. It's, I, w- I would do anything for you the same I would do for my other, my other brother, mm-hmm. like t- towards that community. So I just wanted to make sure that was expressed, and I believe that it was. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. So 
Um, you know, like we said, we love you guys. Yeah. Um, everyone, um, whether, you know, LGBTQ, those who are supporting us and followers of Christ. And I'm going to challenge you, if you're a follower of Christ and you go to church, you say you're a believer, man, love on people, man. Yeah. Uh, no matter what they are, whether you see them smoke a blunt, you know, whether you see the LGBT community, where you see a drunk man or a homeless man, man, share them the love of God. What if that is the only Jesus they get to see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if that's the only one that's going to turn them around? And they'll always remember that, man, that one person loved me that way and this certain thing. And so um, just love on them, man. But we love y'all. We thank y'all for supporting us. Share this thing. Like, subscribe, uh, comment. Shout out to our, our little media crew back here. Our little audience. Our other one, we, we lost. They just want to go sleep. <laughs> uh, but uh, we love y'all, man. We appreciate y'all. And we hope that uh, you're blessed by this. We love you guys. Be full. Timmy B. That's great. Yeah, let's go.